Make sure to check out Goof Duck Adventures on Instagram, YouTube, and also on Twitter. Make sure to use that hashtag GoofDuck for all content and events that will be happening with GoofDuck. You can hear every episodes right here on Spotify. Just type in the search bar the GoofDuck podcast. And now ladies and gentlemen put your ears close to the radio because right now you are listening to the GoofDuck podcast right here on Spotify. That's right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Goof Duck Podcast. Uh, you guys can check us out on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Make sure you guys use that Goof Duck hashtag to follow up all of our content. And uh, you guys will see what kind of events that we are going to. Uh, so, you guys, you have heard this guest before. He has been on the Monsters in the Morning. You have seen him on The Walking Dead. And you guys have seen him in a comic book named Jolly Jane. Uh, my guest today is Carlos Navarro. Carlos, how you doing, man? What's up, man? Not much, man. So I got a few questions to ask you. We're going to go, we'll start from the beginning on how, uh, you know, what made you become an actor? Um, just always as a kid, I was just kind of joking and playing and loving movies and, uh, and eventually kind of led into that as like making videos and and then uh, taking some acting classes and being inspired, and then kind of one thing led to another, kind of, kind of like that. Oh, that's cool, yeah, man. I like that. Just the tension, I guess. You know, <laughs> break it down. Uh, what was what was the reasoning for you to get into uh, the radio uh, industry? Um, kind of fell into it with uh, just um, uh, wanting to do something in entertainment and mm-hmm. seeing that. There was an opening for a production assist or a production intern, and uh, so applied there, and then kind of made my way over to real radio, and I didn't really know too much about radio, mm-hmm. and um, and then luckily uh, started working with somebody, and we kind of clicked, and then uh, then I was hired. That's great. When did you first start working on the uh, monsters? In 1998. So ninety, I would be, I would be starting my elementary school. That's wow. when I'll start. Yeah. And I first started listening to Monsters when I was actually in my fifth grade, and then on to middle, middle and high school. Wow. So, and I've been, a, I've been a fan ever since. Well, so man, thank you for the support. My, my pleasure. So, I, one of my uh, good friends of mine, uh, she would like to know, uh, what is your favorite acting role to date? Um. I would say, I mean, I would probably say Walking Dead, like, because of how long it was and and how much I was able to do, but, like, specifically, probably, um, um, probably Identity Thief, just because, uh, it was, it was one of my first really big roles and, and, uh, how much fun it was in this comedy, I love doing comedy, so um, so yeah, I was probably say Identity Thief. When I first, when I saw that movie, I was like, no way, that is not Carlos in there. Mm-hmm. Hold up. So, how close were you with uh, Jason Bateman? Uh, we made love that night, and so uh, <laughs> no, we uh, we were we, we we. I mean, we got, I got to work with him. We got to do table read. He was extremely nice. Um, um, but uh, and we worked really well together because a lot of that was improv, kind of going back and forth. Awesome. We'll get we'll get into the Walking Dead uh, because I want I want to ask you something about the Walking Dead, but it has to do something with the stunts. 
and mm-hmm. that has to some of my uncle. My uncle was actually a stunt coordinator for The Walking Dead. Oh wow! Uh, do you know a guy named uh, Stephen Ritzy by any chance? Mm, no, I don't. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, that's what that's one yeah. question I wanted to ask you. So I was like, dang it. Okay, because when I went to under his IMDb. It said Walking Dead. Yeah. It was from 2010 to 2000 and uh, I think it was like 2013. Yeah, yeah. So he it wasn't on there then. Yeah, so he's on there for a couple of seasons. I'm right. like, wow, that's cool. I'm like, maybe he knows Carlos. Hold yeah. on. So, so, all right, so another question from my uh, beautiful wife. Mm-hmm. She's gonna want, she wants you for me to ask you this. I don't know why she wanted me to ask you this, but, man, how do you really feel about the, uh, the Monsters Hall of Fame? Oh, I love it. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's good for uh, the guest, and uh, it'll be fun to to kind of debate and and uh, and for the other guests to come in and and look at it. And I love it. I think it's great in honor of John Witherspoon. So yeah, uh, I yeah. like it. Oh, John Witherspoon, rest in peace. Man. Yeah, he was a great cat. Yeah, and uh, I really loved his work on Friday. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, he's funny, man. He's a super sweet, nice guy. Rest, may he rest in peace. Yeah. Did you ever Did you ever work in a theme park? Uh, I've never worked in a theme park. Never. I've, I've done commercials for every theme park, and I've worked in the theme park mm-hmm. shooting uh, TV shows and commercials and stuff like that, but never worked for a theme park. So you never like worked for, uh, so when Helen Hornets was going on, you didn't like audition to be like one of the scare actors? Never. Or sometimes doing Mario Gras, one of the shows at Universal? No, never did. And nothing for Disney? No, never. But only, only just commercials? Uh yeah yeah commercials and TV shows that I've shot on both of uh, on most all their properties. All right now here's my favorite question I want to ask you. What was it like working on a Red Dead Redemption? Um, to be honest, it was kind of it was cool. It was recorded at a cool studio in Atlanta. Um, I didn't know I was recording for Red Dead Redemption. I just thought I was recording for some other rock star game and and then once uh i kind of got there and started reading the script i was like oh this is for red dead redemption too because i was a big red dead redemption fan um but they didn't never admitted that it was red dead they just said it was some game called dark futures and it was pretty intense um with like uh the facial kind of technology and and uh very, very kind of uh, hardcore via voiceover recording, which was like multiple, multiple hours of just going through and, and recording. And I worked with a guy named Laszlo, who I later ended up finding out was, I guess, is one of the bigger producers there. Oh, wow. Um, but uh, it was cool to, to be a part of a, a game like that, um, considering how huge it is. Right. How long, were the, how long were the recording sessions? I think I recorded for like three hours. That was it. That was it? Yeah. Yeah, but wow. it was pretty intense. It was... Pages and pages and pages and pages of it, but we were just, we were we were going through it pretty fast. Did the uh, the producer and and the director of the game did he ask you to come up with, like some type of uh, different styles, like some type of voices um, to do that, yeah. to that character? To that no, character? I auditioned for. They were looking for particular types, and so I auditioned. It was like Southern Criminal was like the the type, and so I auditioned for that and did the voice for that, and then they mm-hmm. kind of connected me to that. But no, I just did specifically that voice. All right. So since you are a motivational mm-hmm. guy on the Monsters in the Morning, who are your top five motivational speakers? Oh, that's a good question. Um, number one, Les Brown. Uh, Tony Robbins, of course, is up there. Uh, let's see here. Who else do I love? I mean, Joe Rogan isn't a motivational speaker, but he definitely does a lot of motivation stuff. Yeah. Um, I love Gary Vanderchuk. 
Um, Tom Bilyeu is great. Um, I'm really trying to think as far as right now. Wayne, Wayne Dyer, Zig Ziglar. Um, these are all ones that I listen to almost daily. But I would say Les Brown is probably... It's probably my favorite and the most I connect to and, and when I do kind of speaking, uh, when I speak, I, I try and kind of channel Les Brown because uh, <laughs> he is, uh, he, he's definitely the one I kind of connect with the most, uh, with him and t- Tony Robbins. That's so cool. Yeah. So what made you decide to come up with the to the top, you know, your, this is your catchphrase. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how did you, how'd you come up with the to the top segment on Monsters in the Morning and then proceed to be to do your own podcast yeah. called To the Top with Carlos. Yeah, um, so when I wasn't doing the radio and, and just kind of doing other stuff, we were going through some pretty rough times, my wife and I, not like personally, but just in general in life kind of can do. And, and I was kind of looking for something to help motivate, something to help lift me up. And I was reading something on Teddy Roosevelt, and uh, he was talking about um, going, uh, you know, we must go to the top. We must go to the top of this mountain. And um, and it kind of struck me. I was like, yeah, to the top. We must go in because they were saying, like, finish or go to the middle and it's to the top. And so I went home and I talked to my wife. And I was like, hey, you know, this phrase, I don't know why it stuck with me, but to the top, like, you know, if we're feeling down, we should say to the top. And she was like, never stop. And then it kind of clicked right there. And then that's really kind of the beginning of Facebook. Mm-hmm. So this was like around 2007 and eight. And so I started reading a lot more and, and about mindset and, and, and positivity mm-hmm. and, in general and, and started kind of putting it out there and then started writing that and it kind of became our phrase where we would be going through stuff and we would both say like to the top never stop, to the top never stop and kind of get us going. And then I always kind of, you know, I had a first round with the radio when I was like, I guess 17 to like 27 or so. Mm-hmm. And I always said, like, if I ever, and I wasn't expecting it, but I said, if I ever did get another chance at radio, that that I would do, uh, that I would definitely inject positivity into it. And uh, so when I got back, Russ was like, hey, do you want to do a segment? And I was like, yeah, I want to do a segment called To the Top. And it's about positivity. And it initially was just like all about positivity. And it's kind of morphed into, you know, highlighting positivity, but kind of funny stuff and mm-hmm. a bunch of different things, followed by like a motivational minute. Um, so that's really kind of how it started. And then some months back, um, I was approached by one of the people at iHeart who was like, you should really do this as a podcast. And it's kind of evolved to what it is now and really enjoying doing it. And so it's, it's all kind of taken its course, but it's definitely our, our life's motto and, right. you know, how we, how we, we, you know, we, we try and live by it. You know, we're not perfect. It's not in every single day. Right. We definitely have our dips just like anybody else. But it's uh, it's definitely a way we try and live our life. That's very true. And for me, I'm a brand new podcast, so I'm pushing myself out there. Just, yeah. just trying to get my name out there, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I just got a good, uh, a great news on my side for the podcast. I'm actually going to be part of Tom and Dan. Oh, wow. So I got my own little segment with them, my little bit. Wow. And they're like... You want to start next one? Like I'm, I'm down for next one. Let's do it. So, what does that mean that you're so, part of Tom and Dan? So pretty much, I, I come in once a month and I talk about theme parks. Pretty oh, much okay. the ins and outs of the theme parks. Okay. So whatever people want information on, like say like your favorite attraction. What's your what, what's your favorite attraction at the Walt Disney World? Uh, which park? Magic Kingdom. Okay. Um, 
maybe let's see here. Maybe Space Mountain, I guess. Okay. Uh, but uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, maybe Space Mountain. All right, so yeah. Space Mountain. That's when. So then, when I go to this, when I go to Tom and Dan, mm-hmm. that's the main focus we just focus on and talk about that specific attraction. Because I used to work at Space Mountain, and I can mm-hmm. tell them the ins and outs on how the attraction work, what we do during e- evacs, uh, what type of roller coaster it is, how fast does it go, where are the brake systems, where are the hidden Mickey's on that ride. Oh, yeah. So, and pretty much what people don't understand about attractions, people want to know what's it really like to be an attraction attendant. What's, mm-hmm. what's how cool is it to be a ride op? What made you become a ride operator? Mm-hmm. Now, I told people all this all the time. It's all about my. You know my personality. I mm-hmm. love working on rides. I love working with Disney. I enjoyed mm-hmm. just working for the theme parks in general. And they're like, okay, cool. So when can you start? I'm like, I can start right away. So nice, man. Go. Good so for you. All this research just pays a lot of hard work. Good. So I'm excited about my about that. I'm excited for that journey. And Tom, then you know they're cool. They like to joke around in the studio. But when it comes to business, they're like. Oh dang, Remy knows his stuff. Okay, so, <laughs> so anyway, uh, here is my uh, my one and my last question. Uh, how you feel about the magic this season? <laughs> um, you know, it's pretty early in the season. Um, they have some some expectations of doing well mm-hmm. for sure. Um, haven't started off too hot, but lost some games pretty close. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, the season's got to play a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, you know, I have hope that they will uh, they will make the playoffs and they will they will they will have a uh, a good seat in there. But um, it's anybody's game right now in the NBA for sure. There's some teams that are really playing really well, and oh, yeah. sometimes you don't want to start too hot in the beginning of the season and then kind of fizzle out. It seems like they're still trying to kind of get some things together with the real addition of Marco and and uh, but they definitely need some more scoring. That's very true. And um, and uh, but but I'm I'm thinking there's going to be a trade that happens this season. Yeah. Um, to to bring in some more scoring and and uh, yeah. So that's what I think. the way the way I see it. If we can give Markel Fultz just keep in the post mm-hmm. at all times and then keep Fournier on top of the key, have Gore on top of the key, we'll be set. Just have Mobamba, Vooch right in the, right into the center uh, yeah. and just have him just down low at all times. Yeah. Then we'll start scoring more. Mm-hmm. But we can't start playing you know, the zone defense. We gotta figure out some way. Yeah. I mean, can play. I mean, we, we play full court. We play full court press, or we can start playing you know half court press so we can just back up you know the mm-hmm. teams. Don't give them that much room to score on us while they're drink, yeah. running down the court, you know? Yeah, it'll, so, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I like uh, our coach, and I like our team, and um, but we definitely need, uh, you know, when, when Terrence isn't hitting and, and, and you know, Fournier's not hitting, we, we need scoring. But right. um, they're a good team altogether. Did you see that, did you see that dunk that uh, Markel Fultz did uh, yeah. during the Cavs game? Yeah, man. Ooh, yeah. I was yeah. like, okay. Yeah, uh, that's good. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it right there. So back to the Magic. Who, uh, who are your top five players that you like on the Magic? Not, I mean, from current to pass. Oh, from current to pass. Um, number one, Shaq. Um, number two, man, I got to put Dwight Howard up there. Um, I love Dwight. He he helped us keep the team here in Orlando. Mm-hmm. He brought us to the finals. I don't care what happened ten years ago. Um, T Max up there. On this current team, man, 
I love a lot of the players on this team. I really like Terrence Ross. Ross. Um, <laughs> and um, hmm. I'll go Horace Grant. Because, Grant? Yeah, I'll go Horace Grant <laughs> just because he was the definitive uh, um, key to, to, to taking us to the finals that year. Right. So me will be uh, Anthony, Har- uh, Anthony Hardaway. Yeah. So Penny. Yeah, sure. Uh, Bo Outlaw. Bo. Daryl Armstrong. Nice. Uh, Jason Williams. Okay, yeah. And then my last guy will be T-Mac. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's a good pick. Yeah, those are all. Those are like those are all good guys. I was, I was a huge fan when I was watching T Mac, and I I bought the old T Mac shoes. Oh right? yeah, the blue and the red. Sure, man, those are I, real popular. I was in fly in middle school. Yeah. My boys, my boys would come up and be like, "Where'd you get those shoes?" I'm like, yeah. "Uh, what's yeah. up? How you doing?" Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not saying where I got yeah. these shoes. Yeah, those are those are so cool. The T Mac was definitely popular. The thing was, anytime I'm on the court, they start they start falling apart. Really? Yeah, huh. that's how. I mean, it was nice, you know, just to walk around them. But yeah. once you start going up full court and stuff, man, they'll start, they'll start falling apart. Damn. So I'm like, that is not how T-Mac, you know, what the shoe's all about. Mm-hmm. It needs to be comfort and able to run down the court yeah. while you're playing basketball. Not, you know, tripping right. over your shoes sure. and, you know. All right, so, guys, we'll be right back uh, with Carlos. And we're going to do a, you know, his catchphrase, to the top, never stop. All right, guys. You know what time it is. Time for it's time for Carlos to take us to the top. Mm, <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, everybody. This is a specific to the top for Remy's podcast right here, as we watch the postmaster take out letters from a mailbox. And what is motivational minute today? Well, motivational minute is this. It's exactly we're sitting here having a conversation after weeks if not months of of you asking and about getting me on the podcast and here we are determination grit and um and and that's the motivational minute it's like go after what you really want life is too short to uh to sit back and wait and think things are going to happen no most people are going to tell you don't do it most people are going to tell you you should quit. Most people are going to tell you it's not worth it. But whatever it is that you're trying to go for in life, you should absolutely go for it. Because next thing you know, life's gone. Poof. In an instant. And there's no warning. There's no flag saying, hey, look out. Here comes the end of times. And most people sit and wait and think that, oh, I'll wait for this to happen before I go and, and try and go for my goals. Oh, I'll wait for this to happen. Go after it today. Whatever it is. Be safe. Be smart about it. Take the right steps. Take care of yourself. Today will be a great day to the top. Never stop. And there you guys have it. I just want to thank my guests for today, Mr. Carlos Navarro. Uh, you guys can check him out every single morning, every single morning from 6 in the morning until 11 o'clock in the morning on Monsters in the Morning on Real Radio 104.1. You guys can check out all of our podcasts right here on Spotify. That's the Goof Duck Podcast. Check us out on Instagram. YouTube and on Twitter. Uh, so, guys, next week uh, will be a huge, huge guest on my show. He is a legend. He is the legend for the Orlando Magic. I got Mr. Paul Porter from the Orlando Magic. Nice. So, I got him on November 13th when the Magic face up against the Philadelphia 76ers. Nice. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. And uh, if you guys like this episode, share it with your friends, your family. 
And uh, like Carlos just said, to the top, never stop. You guys have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in on the Goof Duck Podcast.